0: Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's so where we learn to forgive in that. Lovely to be with you again. Last session, we were talking about the blessings of nursing babies and how we enjoy oxytocin and all the wonderful, blissful things uh, that God gives us to enjoy through the hormones we have when nursing a baby. And then I did mention at the end of last session another wonderful blessing about nursing a baby is that we can have natural contraception. Now, <clears throat> I said we'd talk more about it this time because I know when I say a statement like that that many mothers can say, well, I was breastfeeding my baby and or I am breastfeeding my baby and my menstruation came back quite quickly. It didn't work for me. Well, it is an interesting thing, I know. I I realize we don't live in a perfect world today, but I do believe that this was God's original intention, that nursing would hold back ovulation. And uh, this is what it is meant to do, that the nursing, the sucking stimulation at the breast, holds back ovulation and therefore we cannot conceive. Um, And many women enjoy this wonderful blessing, and then there are others who don't. I wonder why that is. It's not a phenomena that um, is experienced in countries that um, are very primitive, who still mother very intuitively, Uh, they always have this longer time of amenorrhea between their babies, and I must tell you about one study uh, I read in a book, it was interesting, the book that I read about it was called What the Dog Saw. Malcolm Gladwell and it was a book about many different subjects and um, I was just thumbing through it, someone gave me this book and I looked at this chapter, it was called John Rock's Error, who brought in the pill actually. And uh, in that chapter, it told this story of this scientist. And it's very interesting. A young scientist named Beverly Strassman went out to Africa. She went to the Dogon tribe of Mali, which was about 120 miles from Timbuktu. So she was away out there in Africa, and she went to study the reproductive lives of these women in this tribe. They were a primitive tribe. They hadn't been influenced by our American culture. They hadn't read books about um, mothering. They just mothered intuitively. And uh, this scientist, she stayed out there for two and a half years, very faithfully, um, just keeping records of every woman and every menstrual period and everything about their whole reproductive life. And uh, she found that on an average, the girls started menstruating at about 16 years of age and on an average gave birth to about eight or nine babies throughout their life. And she found that the average time of the return of menstruation While a mother was nursing her baby Was 20 months Now that's nearly two years Now that's pretty good amenorrhea, isn't it? And these mothers, they nursed their babies uh, Day and night Their babies just came to the breast Sucked at the breast whenever they wanted to There was no schedule They slept with them at night and Nursed off and on during the night and usually, when mothers will uh, breastfed their babies in this fashion, they will have a longer natural contraception. Now, most mothers will have a while of that, you know, amenorrhea before their period comes back. Um, I remember when I was reading this story, it was a number of years ago now, and I was in my kitchen and uh, reading it out and Serene was there and I was telling her about it and she said, wow, I am right on cue because uh, it was her baby Breezy at the time who's nine years of age now and she said, I have just got my period back and Breezy was 20 months. Now, uh, why was she on cue? Because... Those of you who know Serene from Trim Healthy Mother, you know that she is the purest and Pearl is the one who'll take a few shortcuts. Serene never does anything by halves; She does everything to the absolute full. And she does that with nursing her babies. There have been times when my daughters have had babies about the same age as each other. And uh, they've been nursing together and they've all been wonderful mothers nursing their babies completely available to their babies. But, Serene would always nurse her babies even more than the others. Whereas a mother will wait till her baby is just, you know, showing that she needs her and just crying a little to pick it up and nurse it. Serene never waits for that. She puts her baby to the breast every time she looks at her or looks at him. And and so she is constantly nursing now her baby is often in the carrier on her during the day often nursing while she's carrying her baby in the carrier and she still accomplishes amazing things and so much but she does it while baby's nursing still getting on with things and her baby's just in the carrier and then her baby's nurse at night and so she has always had a lengthy time between each baby. Not that she's trying to do that. Often she's thinking, help, goodness me, I need to wean this baby. I want another baby. But um, because she nurses so frequently, it holds back that ovulation. And I've noticed oftentimes mothers will say to me, look, I'm breastfeeding my baby and yet my period still came back. But in our Western culture and the mindset that we have, I don't think we really have yet perhaps got the mindset of a more primitive uh, culture where they are completely available to their baby and that's just their life. It's day and it's night. Whereas even when we are an on-demand feeding mother, we still kind of can limited somehow and and so there's not that absolute freedom and fullness of just nursing 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 and especially for a new mother a young mother she maybe cannot even understand that concept yet because mothering well I think it's different when when the Daughters have grown up in families where their mothers are are just experienced nursing mothers and they just see it so naturally in their home and they're more ready to just take on that lifestyle. For a new mother who hasn't experienced this, she's grown up in a family where maybe there was two or three children and there was never any young babies around. And so it's all new to her. It's new to her to learn how to breastfeed. And breastfeeding is an art, and there is the book that's called The Womanly Art of Breastfeeding, put out by La Leche League, which is a wonderful blessing, and get that book if you need it. And uh, so it's a new thing, but um, the more you nurse, and each baby you'll find that, most mothers find that every baby, they just nurse more frequently they're more relaxed in their nursing and they put their baby to the breast more often and, and then often they have longer amenorrhea maybe 20 months like this tribe out in Africa had and which is typical of just so many tribes today and peoples um, who have not Yet been influenced by our American culture, which is perhaps really it's um it might be so sophisticated, uh, but it's put a slight on motherhood it's taken away the abandonment and the freedom of mothering and nursing and when we think of did I tell you about the um chapter in Matthew Matthew chapter 19 uh, this gives us another little glimpse into the lifestyle of nursing a baby this was a time when uh, the pharisees came to jesus and uh, they asked him about divorce and uh, they were always trying to trip him up with questions and jesus answered them and said don't you know that he which created them in the beginning, made them male and female. Now, we all know that. We know the scripture from Genesis, and we know it in the New Testament. This is in Matthew 19. Um, but we often don't know or understand the words that are used. When Jesus said the word female, uh, he used he didn't use the normal word for female that is used in the New Testament, which is Gune, and it's the most common word for woman, wife, mother. But this time he used a different word. It's only used in this time when Jesus talked to these Pharisees, and another time it's used in Romans chapter one. Um where it says that even their women did give up the natural use or the natural function, and God had to give them up. And uh, so that's the two times it is used. What is this word? The word is thelus, T-H-E-L-U-S, and it comes from the root word thale, which means, the verb means, to suckle a babe at the breast. The noun means a suckling mother. So when Jesus said that word female, he was saying to the people around about him, he said, don't you know that he, uh, which made them in the beginning, made them male and suckling mother. He, He used the words that personify a woman. She is a suckling mother. When she has a baby, she is not uh, scheduling her baby to just nurse at certain hours of the day because all she's thinking about is just uh, giving her baby some food. No, the concept of nursing, dear mothers, far supersedes that kind of thinking. No, nursing your baby is mothering your baby and not mothering it just to give it some food. We talked about that in the last session how that in Isaiah 66 it speaks of of um, consoling and comforting and and uh, all those beautiful words and foods not even mentioned. And, and therefore, as we do this, it becomes just this lifestyle. Then we have the blessing of amenorrhea, of natural contraception. And God wants us to have this. He doesn't intend for a mother to have a baby uh, year after year. God has planned the way our body is to work so that there is time between having babies. Now, oh dear. Let's get back to those of you where you say, this didn't work for me. Well, maybe perhaps you're one of those who thinks you are nursing all the time, but really you're not. You may be nursing five or six times a day, seven or eight. And how often are you feeding at night? Now, a baby who is intuitively mothered will often feed up to 20, 30 times a day. And the baby will nurse off and on all night. Are you nursing that much? Because if you're nursing that much, you most probably will have much longer natural contraception. Think about that. And of course, I will admit there can be some because of hormones, because of things that are not right in your system, because as I said before, we often our bodies aren't perfect, they're not functioning perfectly hormonally, and things don't work just as God originally intended. And so that may not work for you. And um, for those where that is a true um, position, um, I have sometimes counsel those who would maybe keep having a baby year after year to maybe use natural um, contracept, not natural contraception, a natural family planning um, method just until you would normally begin to um, start ovulating again and then just forget that and be open and just relax for God to bless you as he wants to bless you. Uh, talking about different methods of contraception and of course we know the only moral contraception is natural family planning because you're not interfering with a baby that has been conceived and that can be aborted, which can happen with the pill. The pill can be an abortive patient, doesn't happen every time, but there is always that opportunity, that possibility um, for the pill to cause an abortion. And so uh, if we are truly pro-life, we uh, will not be able to go on the pill or any of its associates. And of course, there's more and more being invented all the time. There's so many different ones that you can use today and they all have the same um, way. They ultimately work, but just in different ways. Um usually three things are uh, very important to happen and one is uh, that it stops ovulation but they find that there's often breakthrough ovulation and uh, depending how much on the different way the pill or its associate is designed and uh, it may be quite a bit or very scarce but there can always be that possibility and uh, if there is breakthrough will there um Then, of course, another aspect of the pill is that it causes the endometrium, the lining of the womb, uh, to become shriveled. And so um, when an egg uh, has been met by the sperm and there's conception, because that happens the moment the egg and the sperm meet, a new living baby is beginning right at that moment. But then when It comes to implant a few days later. It cannot implant because the pill has caused the endometrium to shrivel up and uh, therefore it is aborted. A little baby dies in the womb. And uh, dearest ladies, there are far more babies who are killed through the pill then even through abortion currently um we are Hoping, well, I hope you're all getting to see the movie Unplanned. My husband and I have already been to see it twice because we want to be a voice. We want to fill some more seats in those theatres. And if it's still on when you hear the session, do try and go and watch this movie. It's not a movie you want to watch. It's a movie that's so hard to watch. I found it harder to watch even the second time, just to realize again. You know it, you know it. But then, to realize in the way this this movie reveals of of these how these babies are totally murdered in the womb, and over sixty thousand have been murdered since Roe vs Wade. But this is there are more through the pill, and. It is so sad because beautiful, godly couples who love God with all their hearts, often they may be in church worshipping God with all their hearts. But if they're on their pill and there's a breakthrough ovulation and a baby, a little new uh, baby is coming to implant in the womb, it can be lost. Your own flesh and blood. And uh, often people who are so against abortion, they are still, um, they're not really totally pro-life. Just this last weekend, or the weekend before, my husband and I were ministering at an Above Rubies family retreat down in Louisiana. And on the Sunday morning, uh, we went to another church nearby. Well, actually, it was in, um, where was it? it? We were in Baton Rouge for the family retreat. And then we went to another city, New Orleans, the main city. And we were ministering at a church there. It was amazing to meet the pastor. This is a guy who has such a passion to to bring down these abortion clinics and God has blessed him to shut down about nine abortion clinics in his city. And uh, when he first started, he wasn't having much success and yet he had this passion to do it and then God spoke to him and he said, you're trying to shut down abortion clinics but you're committing abortion in your own home. And he was arrested, I beg your pardon? Me? I don't believe in abortion. And God just showed him, your wife is on the pill. And uh, he looked into it and began to see, yes, there is always the possibility of an abortion when you're on the pill. So he came to his wife and uh, she wasn't very pleased to hear that news at all. In fact, it took her about a year. and uh, But God dealt with her. God worked in her heart. And she also came to see that they she could not do this any longer. She got off the pill. And from that moment, God began to bless this man. And from that time, uh, he was used to shut down, I think it was about nine, abortion clinics in that city. You see the devil is the one who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy he comes as a as a trio and he comes in those uh, in in coming with contraception sterilization and abortion because if satan can get rid of life through contraception and through sterilization well then he's a limiting uh, limiting so many babies, eliminating them, I should say, il- eliminating them. and uh, But abortion just becomes the backup plan. If that doesn't happen and babies are conceived, well, then he can use abortion, which is horrific, of course, and oh, how we have to keep praying that Uh, abortion will be outlawed in this nation because it is nothing less than the murder of human life. Uh, Don't forget to go and see the movie if you haven't seen it. Anyway, so getting back to this story. Yes, it's not a story. It's an actual uh, scientific study which was done out in Africa. And also this scientist, Beverly Strassman, she found that these women only menstruated about 100 times in their whole reproductive lives. Whereas, do you know the average number of menstruations in most modern women today? Most modern women are menstruating 4 well, up to maybe sometimes 300, but up to 400 times during their reproductive lives. This has never, ever been God's intention. It is an abnormal lifestyle. God intended that there would be a resting time for the ovaries during pregnancy and during nursing therefore that is why it is such a blessing for women to have babies the more babies uh, that they have the greater blessing for them physically the more babies they nurse at the breast and the longer they nurse at the breast of course the longer they'll have their amenorrhea and the greater blessing for their bodies Um, Let me just read something here. Uh, Yes, Strassman believes, and I'm reading from the book at the moment, and other anthropological works back her up that the number of lifetime menses isn't greatly affected by differences in diet or climate or method of subsistence, but by the prevalence of nursing or sterility. It all comes back to this. Up until the demographic transition of a 100 years ago from high to low fertility, and all this has happened in the last 100 years, uh, is uh, in evolutionary terms abnormal. It's a pity that gynecologists think that women have to menstruate every month, Strassman continued they just don't understand the real biology of menstruation. Uh, to Strassman and the others in the field of evolutionary medicine, this shift from 100 to 400 life times menstruation is enormously significant. It means that women's bodies are being subjected to changes and stresses that were not necessarily designed to handle and uh, then there is another book that's mentioned in this book. It's called "Is Menstruation Obsolete?" and I haven't read it. It's written by two doctors, and um, they say in their book, uh, the doctors are Doctor Contenho and Siegel, and they say incessant ovulation serves no purpose except to increase the occurrence of abdominal pain mood shifts, migraines, endometriosis, fibroids, and anemia. The last of which, they point out, is one of the most serious health problems in the world. Most serious of all is the greatly increased risk of some cancers. And uh, every time a woman gets pregnant and bears a child, her lifetime risk of ovarian cancer drops 10% 10%. Ovarian and endometrial cancer are characteristically modern diseases, consequences in part of a century in which women have come to menstruate 400 times in a lifetime instead of only about 100 times at the maximum. And so Precious ladies, often women think that it is abnormal to have quite a number of children and to nurse them, not for six months, but for two years, maybe three years, maybe even more, because we were created to be suckling mothers. And why tr- stop suckling when we are blessed with this beautiful hormone, with these beautiful hormones of oxytocin and prolactin, and also the blessings of a and and the normality uh, of how God created the body, and the uh, less um possibility of getting female cancers, you see. We have got so far away from God's way. And so if any of you are nursing today, well, don't limit your nursing. Just nurse your baby whenever. Oh, just, Not just when he's hungry, just when you feel like nursing. Because it will bless you. And of course, remember your baby wants to suck. Here's another thing. Does your baby use a pacifier? If your baby uses a pacifier, you will most probably get your um, menstruation back quite quickly because your baby is using the pacifier for its sucking instinct, whereas God intended the breast to be the one where the baby sucks. And the baby's not just sucking for food. You see, the breast is not only for food, ladies. The breast is for that sucking. And the baby is satisfied through sucking. There's a, there's a contentment, there's a blessing the baby receives through that sucking. But ultimately, it's for you. It's for you. The sucking is for you. It holds back the ovulation. And so, don't give your baby a pacifier. It is a mother substitute. Now, I know it's so convenient. Oh, yes. And that's why so many modern mothers get their periods back so quickly. They are used to an American lifestyle where you're doing so many other things and uh, motherhood's just one of the things you're doing. It's not your life. You've got so many other things in your life. But you see, in cultures where it's their life, they have that longer a rear, because they're sucking. They don't plonk in a pacifier or, as we used to call it, back down in New Zealand where I come from, we called it the dummy. And uh, I always feel so sad when I see a dummy or a pacifier in a baby's mouth because I know it's a mother substitute. And also, another thing in our American lifestyle is, oh my, we just have to get the baby sleeping through the night. Oh, and somebody will say, now is your baby a good baby? Oh yes, he's sleeping through the night. Well, that's not really a very good testimony at all for a nursing mother. If your baby's sleeping through the night, you'll most probably get your period back pretty quick because your baby needs to be nursing from you off and on all night. If you're wanting to have that blessing of amenorrhea up to nearly two years. But you see, that's how it comes with total mothering. And um, so um, these are little things, you know, sometimes mothers say, oh, but it didn't work for me. But I see a pacifier in the mouth. I find that their baby's sleeping mostly through the night. So that's not how it really works. Anyway, wanted to share those things with you and uh, trust that they will be a blessing to you. Oh, another thing too. I I know as we're talking about this, some of you precious mothers will feel, um, you'll just feel so frustrated because you'd love to have another baby and you'd love to have the joy of nursing another baby. But your husband doesn't want another baby. I know that's so sad, but keep praying. Don't, don't nag, but don't give up praying. And um, I think, you know, there's always that time when you do have to sit down and talk about things. If your husband is a believer, and especially a believer in God's word, well, we do need to challenge one another that will look Darling, we need to really look into the word before we make our final decision about this. And I did write a book years ago, Be Fruitful and Multiply. Currently, we're out of print, although we are working on printing it again. This book was used to bless Thousands of couples, so many babies, have been born because of couples reading this book, but I still have it um, as a download book, and uh, you can go to my webpage above dot org and just go to be fruitful and multiply audio and it 's great for husbands who can just listen to it while they 're going to and from work half the time they don 't want to read books anyway, but they will listen. And it's something they can listen to. It's not read by me, by a woman. They don't have to listen to a woman. No, it's read by a man who um, is a um, professional um, broadcaster. And uh, so they can hear it that way. Check that out on the website. Anyway, let's pray. Father, we do just thank you. We can share together again and um i just pray that you'll bless all these lovely young mums today and the older mums listening for well, lord we just need to be encouraged in your ways so that we are speaking the right words to the young mothers oh god i pray that you will save us older mothers from speaking the wrong words to the young mothers Lord we have got to give them your ways your answers and so I pray that you'll bless every family and every child and every baby and every nursing mother bless them today and just fill them with joy as they nurse their babies just give them that joy of not having to uh, just do it by certain times but just relaxing and just enjoying putting their baby to the breast any time, all day, all night, whenever um, which is the lifestyle of a nursing mother bless them I pray in Jesus name Amen